Welcome back to episode 98 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussions. As always, I am your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, altcoins take a dip, but for how long? Next, Ripple gets sued for 1.3 billion securities fraud. Then, the graph is a potential top 10 cryptocurrency. And finally, what is inverse finance? All right, let's listen in. What up, what up? What's up, dude? Uh, bloody day today? Yeah, man. I'm feeling peppy despite all the losses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've been dealing with uh, a bunch of stuff yourself, but, uh, yeah. but everybody's dealing with uh, some losses today. Yeah, man. But this is this is part of it, dude. Feels like we're yeah. feels like action is happening, even though it's not good action. Yeah, you know. No, I but agree. Regardless, it still feels like like bullish activity overall. Like this dude. Yeah, during a bull cycle, like these type of correction events like happen quite frequently. You know, it's just like you got to get used to this feeling of like pain. Yeah, <laughs> it's just short term pain. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, this one's kind of interesting, I guess. See, these, this is like part of the, the market phase that I've never experienced before. Like, uh, you know, like kind of like waiting for Bitcoin to do its thing. And then like the altcoin starting to emerge after that. Yeah. You know, like uh, that happened prior to my entry in 2017. So I, I don't really know what this feels like. So it's a little weird and foreign and I don't like it so far. Yeah. So in, t- <laughs> in 2017, um, I guess you, like, you got in as soon as everything was picking up. <clears throat> well, it was more like like Bitcoin... I got in like after Bitcoin's like first like major sell off, I think. And then, yeah, like altcoins were picking up like major steam around that time. Yeah. So uh, automatically, like I was just like had an affinity for altcoins, you know, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, I, Bitcoin is always going to be king. So, so yeah, I mean, can't. yeah, I've always considered Bitcoin as like a uh, as a savings account. So you, you move all your profits into Bitcoin and they just like just hold on to it until like there's a huge run up. I mean, yeah, I even yeah. I even thought about that in 2017 when it was, you know, close to 20K, like when it's yeah. on its way up to 20K. I was like, man, I, I just better collect this and not really sell it or anything, because at the time I didn't I didn't really recognize that there were cycles or or a nonlinear regression curve or anything like that. So that's right. I had, I had to really freaking get it in your head. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is a bubble. Yeah, like, you, nope. yeah, you said, yeah, you were telling me that this is a bubble. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Bitcoin is like the next, the second coming. And like, because <laughs> so I, like I, I thought you, thought you, you were, just thought it was going to be nonstop, like, upness. No, 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 like no, 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 no. What I thought was, what I thought you were saying in terms of a bubble was that mm, Bitcoin like was babies? like, yeah, like Bitcoin was not a real, like, solution, not a real technical innovation. Oh, okay. And then I was fighting you on that because it was. And uh, but what you were talking about is just the bubble and the price. Yeah, like we were going. I was trying to explain to you like that we're in the in the middle of one of these cycles that you're talking about. Yeah. Like yeah. And we're we're about to enter our downward phase. You know, so it's kind of like warning you. You know, like dude, stop buying this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you got it a little too late, brah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta wait for the next cycle, which we did. Yeah. For sure. And here we are, dude. We're at the beginning of it. So yeah, and then yeah. after after it popped, I, I just kept buying on the way down. Like I would buy at 16k, and then I would buy at 14k, and uh, and that's still at that time I wasn't aware that there was like this 
um, this cadence for for Bitcoin. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you start feeling that despair. It's like, man, this shit just keeps going down. And then you just stop buying and then you like move on with like, you know, with yeah, your other activities. It's unfortunate, dude. Like those are the times you should be buying, but you've been beaten to a pulp. So yeah. Like it scares <laughs> you away when you should be like at your most active. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, that's so, why they say, uh, you know, the bears is when you make the most money. And that's mm-hmm. because people who have been around, that's when they buy is during a bear cycle. Right. So right now is like perfect time for that. Well, everything is bloody. Yeah. Mostly in the altcoin realm. Like we know at some point the altcoins are going to reemerge in this market. We just know, you know, there's no way Bitcoin just continues to run its way to 100K and just leaves alts behind. No, absolutely. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, so the problem is, is that, you know, if you're already in the market and you're like, you've already sort of maxed out your how much money you're going to put in, this is a problem, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> <'Cause> all, true. Because <laughs> all you're doing is waiting at this point instead of buying. Yeah. So it's, there's probably like some good like uh, <clears throat> capital allocation strategies as far as like not going all in like at once. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? So that way you could hedge yourself. Like, you know, in and situations it's, it's like tough these. because like the markets, they work at, at its own time scale. Like if you zoom out and you see, oh, well, there's a pattern in Bitcoin. Like, oh, okay. So I know that it's never going to touch 3000 again. Like, you know, these things after the fact, but yeah. in real time, when you're looking at a $5,000 Bitcoin because of COVID, for example, it touched 4,000. And I remember looking at my phone, I was like, holy shit, is this, are we going to keep going or what, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Same. And I remember instead of like, oh, this is a good buy. Like, let me yeah. just get in now. Yeah. And so in real time, it's very difficult to like disassociate yourself from what's the feeling of what's happening versus the opportunity of what's happening. Yeah, dude. That's just your monkey brain fucking everything up. That's yeah, all it is, uh, dude. Exactly. Like if we were like <clears throat> if we were like AI bots with all the pre pre programmed knowledge we already have in our heads. Yeah. But if without all the human emotion stuff, like we would have executed perfectly like yeah. during this oh, whole bear phase. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. But it's, it's the monkey side of your brain that fucks air, literally everything up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is unfortunate. <laughs> it is, man. But, These like emotions, man, they're, they're fucking weird. They suck, dude. But yeah. they're there for a reason. They're there because like <laughs> your brain is telling you like danger is approaching, dude. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You're losing all your money. Like (laughs) instinctively, dude, your brain's just like in red alert mode, dude. Like, I need to get the fuck out of here, dude. This is like too much to handle. We're about to lose it all. We're going to be fucking homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it, you know? Yeah. And thoughts start conjuring up on their own in your head. I don't know. So it's like, it's the equivalent of like seeing like a fucking giant elephant running at you in the wilds, right? Like your brain is just like sending off all these emotional chemicals in your brain. Right, 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 right. So you react that way. It's just like this chart we're looking at is our... These are our modern day cheetahs. Yeah. You, know I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we got to learn how to freaking navigate these cheetahs, dude. Yeah. To get better yeah. at this shit. You know what I mean? See, but Start that's the problem is that you want to embrace the cheetah because that's that's when you make the most money. Of course. Yeah. yeah you want to you kill the fucking buffalo, dude. Like you wanna, Yeah, that's right. That's how you, you wanna, that's how you feed the tribe. Exactly. So you got to learn the game. Like You got to yeah. learn the hunt. Yeah. But it takes a lot of... You know, you start off like a noob. Do you remember that movie 300? Like that fucking Spartan with like fighting the wolf and shit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You got to start out like that, dude. Like get your ass kicked a lot. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But at some point you're fucking jacked, ripped, 
Spartan warrior. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at some point you'll be a fucking if you're you're rat yeah, you're you're ripped if you've survived up to that point. Yeah, it's true. A lot of people don't survive. Yeah, that's right. A lot of people give up and they get scared the, the you know, the cheetah scares them away, you know? Or yeah. they die. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that sorry. brings up uh, a good point right now. Uh, let's look at the the last thirty days of of Ripple. Yeah. Or let's let's do fourteen days. Uh, so we're looking at fifty three percent loss in two weeks, dude. This yeah, is dude. a mother of all cheetahs, if there ever was one. Yeah. If you're an XRP holder right now, like definitely those like those chemicals are. Ramping they're up they're right firing now. up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not feeling good emotions right now if you're yeah. holding XRP, dude. Yeah, I feel I Thir- feel for you guys. Thirty-seven percent just today, dude. Yeah, man. Dude, there's a lot, I mean, and that's saying something too, because this isn't like some this isn't like some shit coin rug pull, dude. This is like a top. Isn't this like top three? Well, it was top three, and now it's top four. <laughs> well, still, it's it's huge. Yeah, this tether is- tether is beating it now. Yeah! Wow. Yeah. This is like the Titan, one of the Titans of this space. Dude, I, I have a feeling that Tether is like the next BitConnect type of dump. Oh man, dude, people have been saying that forever. Yeah, I know. That it's, was supposed to be to like happen, the catalyst man. for the big, you know, yeah. sell-off. But I thought they've already gotten audited and shit. No, they didn't. No. No, they didn't. Okay. Well. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. Whenever that audit comes, because see, this is what my big takeaway from like this whole Ripple debacle which we'll explain here in a second if you don't already know. But to me, the big takeaway is like, dude, Ripple's been around for like seven or eight years and it's just now starting to get some kind of government-like attention. Yeah. You know? Like, apparently, according to what you've been telling me, like, Ripple has like some actual, like, oh, for sure, ginormous dude. institutional adoption. Yeah. And the government is just now starting to figure out, like, yo, hold on a second. Like, we need to, like, sue these motherfuckers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, they're doing something wrong. Yeah. So... Yeah, man, the government moves at a super snail pace, basically. <laughs> like, holy crap, they're slow. Look at yeah, so so what happened? So basically, the reason why XRP is dumping is because SEC is suing Ripple and two executives for selling XRP. I have to say, this year has been interesting. The rise of digital pay. Uh, XRP at $1.3 billion. Damn. So, so two executives are also getting a lawsuit okay. for securities fraud. A $1.3 billion securities fraud. So this is interesting. Um, EOS also got sued by the SEC, and they had like a $40 million fine. Yeah, the 30 to $40 million or something was the outcome of that. Yeah, after raising $4 billion. That's correct. Which is what? 10, 10%? Yeah, 10%. No, wait. No. It's 1%. 1%, dude. Holy shit. No, it was literally a slap on the wrist, dude. For like, dude, if you're EOS, totally worth yeah, <laughs> so, yeah totally worth. totally worth not registering the security and like you know siphoning four billion dollars worth of value from the rest of the world you know especially yeah. from china <laughs> like yeah. the chinese bought up that us token like crazy you know i remember dude during us's peak like uh, i was hearing stories of like in korea there's like lines they have like these crypto machines where you could buy your eos like just randomly yeah and there's lines of people buying their eos through these machines that's like, crazy it was that hectic like there was that much fomo for yeah. eos dude now look at it dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah eos yeah that's uh you know that sucks man eos had like a good design but i, I don't there's not too many people using it yeah i mean it's i think that's the case for a lot of like the blockchain 3.0s right that of the time of that yeah, time that, of era. that time yeah yeah like it's just <laughs> you can't beat the network effect of ethereum you know 
apparently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But yeah, you, you bring up a good point, man. Like EOS got sued because they, they also, but I don't yeah, know if what they up. did was fraud. I just Who, think EOS. They, yeah. I just think they got in trouble for you know, like an unregistered security, you know, which I don't think qualifies as fraud. I think when you do something as crazy as fraud, there's like some much more serious uh, implications for that. I think potentially, like, I don't think any of the founders of EOS were like ever facing any kind of like potential. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No imprisonment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Oh, it's 24 million, dude. That's even less. Unregistered, unregistered ICO. ICO. Yeah. But so we really need to look into the details of this lawsuit once it, it happens. Cause maybe this is like something more projects are, uh, in violation of, you know what I mean? For XRP? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I mean, it, it's so difficult to distinguish a utility versus a security. I mean, there's this Howey test and I just don't think it's clear enough, even though they say it's like that straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. But see, but, the headline for the Ripple thing is they, they're saying fraud, dude. So, like, Ripple lied about something, I guess. And I wonder what it is. <laughs> so, just to remind everyone what the Howey test is, uh, is a test created by the Supreme Court for determining whether certain transactions qualify as investment contracts. If so, then under the Securities <laughs> Act of 1933 and 1934, those transactions are considered securities and therefore subject to certain disclosures. So basically, if your token is represents um, an equity share in something, then you have to disclose it to the SEC, which takes a lot of paperwork, formalities, got to get lawyers, all that stuff. And so nobody wants to do that, right? People just want to make tokens and represent a project, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, but that's not how this works. Yeah. So automatically, like this, this is like a. This is why it's really important to understand like the the ins and outs of what Ripple is being accused of. Just so you could start setting like a framework of like <clears throat> now you can apply like new red flags to projects that that you know that you come across especially like if they're us based right <laughs> if if any new project you see is like following any kind of trajectory that ripple followed then like and especially if they're based in the us you kind of like want to stay far away from them hmm. you would think yeah you know? yeah there's there's uh, other discussions about xrp getting delisted which oh yeah I mean, uh, I think you're right, man. I think there's something bigger to this lawsuit that is not necessarily just the Howey test implications. I think there's actual fraud. Uh, yeah. Let me let me look at this fraud. Okay. Maybe we should just watch this quick little two-minute snippet. Yeah, I just don't want to get hit by freaking YouTube. Oh, that's right. Because right. CNN is like, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so orchestrating securities fraud worth $1.3 billion. So, so yeah, I think it's it's really um, the the chairman, so the, the and the two executives, I guess, constituting some some level of securities fraud, which is definitely unique compared to the other one. So the other one that I remember was uh, Sia. Sia. Yeah. <coughs> SEC lawsuit. I don't remember this one. Holy yeah, crap, Sia reaches two hundred twenty-five thousand uh, SEC settlement. So, okay, so here we're looking at Boston-based Nebulous, uh, makers of the SIA network for decentralized data storage, has settled with the U.S. SEC over an unregistered security offering and conversion scheme. Okay, so this is like EOS then. Yeah. Look, just after Block 1, so it's like they kind of like went after yeah. like a nice little cluster of uh, projects at the same time. 
But see, this to me, uh, th- these are the slap in the wrist offenses. You know what I mean? Like th- you don't see fraud being thrown around in these cases. Yeah, that's a good point. These, th- this is just like negligence. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Which is not really criminal. It's just like it's just stupidity, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I yeah. don't think when these founders were thinking up of a coin and a and a project and all that, they were thinking that you know this has to be registered with the SEC. Yeah, because it was so early, right? And yeah, because this is like pre twenty seventeen stuff. Like project, <laughs> the inception of these projects were pre twenty seventeen. So at yeah. that time, it was like still early. This was before you know governments were like even were aware of what Bitcoin was. I mean, it's, it's the same thing of like what's what's going on today in DeFi. Like all these protocols that oh, are yeah. being launched. There's a reason why most of them are anonymous. Yeah, that's right. You know, because now they kind of have like some precedent behind them. They're, they're aware, like the government's paying attention now. Yeah, and they know like these protocols they're building are like you know what they are heavily it, heavily regulated territory. Absolutely, yeah. They're they're called money services business. Yeah. So they have a, a distinction, a legal distinction of what these companies are supposed to be doing and, and registering and, and following all these like public disclosures if you're a money services business. And it's really just to avoid, um, you know, money laundering. Yeah. But it's kind of like a dilemma, though, like if you're like a, a developer in this blockchain space, because. Oh, yeah. This is uh, like this is the overhead that you want to avoid. Well, it's that. But it's also just um, like the community at large is kind of like that's the kind of shit that they don't want to deal with, you know, like regulation. Like they want these, these protocols that are just truly decentralized and, you know, have no affiliation with any kind of like governing body or entity. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like you as a developer, you're, you're almost incentivized to kind of break the law. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) In a way, because if, if you do like set up this nice comfy, like securitization, you know, and like you, 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 you launch your product with alongside the government, kind of like, remember, uh, what's it called? Polymath? Yeah. The STO platform. They were supposed to be the next big thing because they're the ones who are actually like figuring out how to create a platform like in conjunction with like, you know, government regulation. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. So, so supposedly that was supposed to be really big and valuable, but nah, that thing is not doing well. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? And the things that are doing well are these like these like rogue platforms that like you know the the history or the founding of them are like shady as fuck. Nobody really knows who these people are. Right. You know, like this is the stuff that sells in this market. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, but yeah. So fuck. Good luck to all you guys, dude. Yeah, <laughs> You're I mean, building these protocols. You yeah, know what I mean? So, so what does it mean to be holding XRP at this point? Nobody knows. But I mean, if you want to talk about buying opportunities and you know staring that bull right in the in the face, because yeah, you you bring up good points. Uh, before that, you started the podcast, and I wasn't really aware of it because I never really paid much attention to Ripple. But they have like huge uh, partnerships, I guess, or adoption, yeah. right? Yeah, institutional yeah, yeah. adoption. Yeah, if you look here, uh, Santander is is one that's uh, from Mexico. I mean, they got several several customers. Yeah. So this has to like uh, bring light to Santander then. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, now they, these guys are probably all going to get audited. Whoever, <laughs> whoever's been like working with Ripple or whatever. Now Ripple has enough resources and funds to like do this legitly. So I'm pretty sure like from the business standpoint and like, um, like business functionality, I think everything's like. Yeah. Like this isn't gonna. This isn't gonna like destroy their business. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, like fundamentally, um, the utility of the XRP token is still there intact and it can't be taken away, right? Or can it? Because you're saying this is actually more centralized than what they lead to believe. So is this like, can the government seize whatever infrastructure like they've laid out for this XRP ecosystem? Or is this like, is it decentralized enough to where like the government really can't do shit about it? You know yeah. what I mean? No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> like, like, is this like a, like, is this, is this like a Bitcoin? Like, uh, like yeah. imagine if, if Satoshi was getting sued, <laughs> like, okay, they could take Satoshi out of the picture, but does that mean the end of Bitcoin? Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Right. So is this the same situation? The... Probably not. So they they can probably is what you're saying. I mean, I mean, I've read their white paper and there's a lot of elements in there that were centralized. Now, have they updated since then? I, I'm not too sure. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I think if they're they're connected to so many customers, large customers like Santander, that it's not a good thing that your platform is getting looked at by the SEC. And they're they're claiming that the CEO and a chairman are committed to securities fraud because they did an unregistered securities offering uh to raise capital mm. okay <clears throat> well at the worst they'll probably lose a lot of this this institutional adoption then you're talking about just out yeah. of pure like you know from a business perspective you don't want to be aligned with something that's being sued right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, well, I would absolutely think. absolutely so but lawsuits is like <clears throat> i mean that, that's the common business strategy now a lawsuit from the C is different though. Yeah, it's it's different. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's battling it just off of that one quote I just picked up on. The SEC is fundamentally wrong as a matter of law and fact. Damn, what a line. Yeah, the SEC has permitted <laughs> XRP to function as a currency for over eight years. Damn, eight years, dude. Dude, 2012. Yeah. And we question so, yeah. the motivation for bringing this action just days before the change in administration. Legitimate comment. Like, why now and not six years ago or yeah. four years ago? So what the fuck? What do you what do you think he means then? You think this is like some kind of flex? Um. Well, I saw his tweet. I think he, yeah, he made a tweet earlier and he said that this is Donald Trump's last, like, tantrum. Dude, no way. There's no way Donald Trump's last tantrum is at some, like, obscure crypto project. Well, I, I, I don't want to say last tantrum, but it's like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it has nothing to do with Donald Trump, but that's what the tweet said. I know Steven Mnuchin, like he came out saying like a couple weeks ago that if you don't know who that is, that's the treasury secretary for the yeah. United States. Cause like as soon as Trump's term ends, I think his does too, cause he's appointed by Trump. So he's like one of the last big things he wants to do before the end of his term is, is kind of like, yeah, start slapping these crypto projects for like shit they've been doing. Yeah. You know, and they kind of like they've been getting away with and not getting, so it, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I could see that. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's like the government just trying to save face. Like, look, we're we're doing something. We're actually addressing this this sector that they probably have no idea. They have no understanding of. You yeah. Know, honestly, <laughs> but they have to find something to attack, right? Some kind of vector to, to point at. Like, look, we're we're actually regulating. We're doing our job, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> No, I agree. I mean, um, I mean, I'm, this... I'm not trying to like save Ripple or anything. I have never bought Ripple. I'm not a Ripple fanboy. Yeah, like I'm not trying to like defend them in any way. I don't know. Maybe what they did is actually some truly despicable shit, and they should get sued, and the whole thing should be burnt to the ground. Who knows? But <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like here's, here's I, a tweet. I agree. 
he the says, is weird. Yeah, I mean, today the SEC voted uh, to attack crypto, um, and his final act is picking winners and trying to limit U.S. innovation in the crypto industry to BTC and ETH. Uh, we know uh, crypto and blockchain technology aren't going anywhere. Ripple and uh, Ripple has and will continue to use XRP because of its best digital asset for payment speed, cost, and scalability. And energy efficiency. Yeah. So, you know, just that line right away already tells me that this has to be a centralized product just because you can't have all those things yeah. <laughs> without yeah. being centralized. That's literally the, the big trilemma right there, dude. So right, if he claims right. to have solved that, then this is a centralized product. That's right. That's right. You know I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I must have seen it in an article where it was talking about Trump or the administration or something like that. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, XRP fanboys, dude. I mean, I guess Rip. Yeah. Rest, rest in, in peace. <laughs> rest in pepperonis, boys. Dude, that sucks, man. It sucks if you took a huge loss today, but the rest of us are fucking hurting with you, dude. So actually, yeah, fuck you guys, dude. You like <laughs> <laughs> you ruined the fun for the rest of us, man. Like yeah. we're we were doing so well, and then I I'm pretty sure like this is what catalyzed the big market sell off for altcoins because I think now people are I mean enough portion of of the market is like speculating and panicking like oh shit what else is about to get sued yeah right right to where like now all the other assets are starting to sell off so (sighs) i don't know yeah i guess like bitcoin's untouchable dude because it's literally not moving you know yeah it's a stable coin at this point yeah like i guess i don't know bitcoin can't be fucked with dude (laughs) yeah even ethereum took a hit that's small one i'm okay with ethereum's that's a sensible loss, like, yeah, well, you know, but 8%. these other, yeah, these other currencies are getting crushed right now. Anything greater than 20%, like that hurts. Yeah. Chainlink. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Chainlink is never sells off this hard, dude. Like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Like, yeah, man. Look over this, so, over the seven days, man. Most of these are 20, 20%. Stellar's 30%. Yeah. Tezos. Not, yeah. Yeah. It's not looking good. <laughs> Celsius has fucking crept its way into the top 25 it's unbelievable yeah it is <laughs> i've been hearing about celsius for so long and i've never like looked into it it's it's pretty much like chain link it's it's same thing happened like uh, so many people talked about chain link but i never looked into it and it just like snuck up behind me you know yeah. <laughs> celsius just did the same thing uh, i still haven't looked into it but yeah yeah it doesn't matter and at this point what's the point right <laughs> i missed the boat big time on that yeah one. speaking of not sneaking up on us anymore is the graph the graph dude this one too i didn't hear anything about this until you brought yeah. it up yeah so uh so it just launched um uh, let's see the december 17th so it launched launched a December couple, 17th. literally a few days ago yeah yeah what was it six days ago Something it like went that. from let's say 10 cents all the way to 75 cents I mean, so that's a that's a pretty good run, <clears throat> and it's starting to correct. And it could be because of XRP or some other some other I don't know. <clears throat> Just healthy correction, yeah. Um. So what 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 the hell is this? So yeah, you, I, the first thing, <clears throat> my first um, exposure to it is you coming out and saying that this thing off the rip had like five billion in trading volume or yeah. something like that. Yeah, like day one. Yeah, like, day what? one. No, day one had like two billion, and then the next day had three billion. I was mm. like, "What the hell is going on?" And yeah, so I don't I, understand how that's possible, dude. Yeah. I haven't even heard of it. So I looked into it, and uh, it's essentially a platform that takes data off the blockchain and and allows and allows developers <laughs> to make sense of the data. 
So basically, it's it's an API platform that allows projects to get you know graphs information off of the transactions that are occurring on a particular blockchain. And uh, so what I'm I'm guessing is I need to look a little bit further, but from a technical standpoint, I'm sure they have like these big huge server systems looking in and and evaluating blockchain information or blockchain transactions and then putting it together into a an API that developers can use to make sense of all the transactions that are occurring. So mm. some of the big users are like Decentraland, right? Decentraland is using it. Um, we got Synthetics using it, Uniswap, Aragon. So all the all the good inf- all the good graphs that you see on all these projects are they're, they're likely using the graph to uh, output this data. <clears throat> so they've been using this technology. Yeah, this thing has been around for a good minute now. I don't know how long they've been around, but they've been. Now, I mean, a lot of projects have been using it for a while. That's the GraphQL or something. Is that like the language of all this? Uh, where'd you see that? I don't know. It's like on their Twitter tagline. <laughs> Let's see if I can pull it up. <coughs> but um, yeah, and, and so the the most notable thing is like who's it backed by? Compound, DCG, CoinFund, um, indexing uh, protocol for querying blockchain data with GraphQL. Yeah, GraphQL is probably their uh, API system that they use. Okay. Well, that's crazy. So then what, what is this, like a governance token? They just decided to launch like after the fact or what? Um, I think they decided to launch after the fact. Um, security, no, let's look at, let's look at their docs. I think, <clears throat> I want to see, I, I remember uh, token address. I wonder if they have a tokenomic somewhere around here. Let's go to their blog. That's not the blog. <laughs> going into straight to their discord <clears throat> see all the memes yeah right <laughs> okay oh this is a very nice blog okay announcing the graphs grt sale and distribution okay um oh there we, hold on let's look at that graph the daily query, query volume. volume so this is since january 1st all the way through september and you just see a graph that goes from nothing to around 300 million in uh, queries. So this is just showing like how many interactions are occurring on their on their platform. So it's like going exponential basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's entering its exponential growth, which is good to see, you know. Okay. Uh, so now here are the sale details. So okay. October twenty second, twenty twenty. so this is good good information because I'm assuming they uh, they probably filed a securities information to uh, the sec potentially so those starting price is three cents per grt yeah and right now we're hovering around 40 cents so it's it's already more than 10x it's a uh, yeah. initial price which is not the worst like there's still a lot of growth opportunity there oh but. for sure for sure individual purchase caps were 1000 to 5000 per registrant which is crazy that means they must have had so many people because they, they raised over 12 million dollars or something like that yeah Good Lord. <clears throat> Hold on. Non-US participants only, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder I didn't hear about this, dude. Fucking A. <clears throat> so they had different phases, huh? So this is day one, October 23rd, phase three, post-sale logistics, token allocation. All right, here we go. So overall distribution, we're looking at community, 35%, early backers, 17%, backers at 17%. Team and advisors, 23%, edge and node, 8%. Damn, dude. 
most of the tokens pretty much went to uh yeah, the investors and the team. Yeah, yeah, they're the basically team. the investors. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. so I still want to know, like, what, what, like, what's the actual purpose of this token? You know what I mean? Well, okay, so that's a good question. So let me jump into into Reddit here. So this guy, I, I thought this guy really summed it up pretty nicely. So, so somebody asked about the graph launch and how many guys really know about what the graph is and what it does. And then so the, this guy, Cryptolipto, he says. Chainlink is used to get real-world data onto the blockchain, right? So, mm-hmm. so we use oracles to get, uh, uh, we get, we use oracles to get information on the blockchain in a decentralized way, right? That's mm-hmm. what Chainlink does. A blockchain, mm-hmm. uh, Ethereum is used to store the data immutably and always is accessible, right? That's what Ethereum does. And then third, the graph is used to get data off the blockchain and back into the real world, where people can use that data to make decisions and actions off of it. <laughs> wow, I wonder why Chainlink didn't uh, didn't service both ends of that. Yeah, right. I guess they didn't think that the, the second. Well, end of that I mean, it's a whole. De- it's a it's an architecture design. I mean, you have to design a system to really go look at all the blo- all the blockchains and all the data on the blockchain and make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but either way, so this guy already the reason why he started off with repeat after me, just to kind of get it in your head, like how important this is, yeah. is supposed to be right yeah like it, it's it seems so simple but like foundational yeah <laughs> like <clears throat> it kind of blows my mind that it took this long for something like this to emerge i guess i don't know yeah for sure but uh, but apparently it's been around for a while but i guess they're just not releasing the token yeah i mean e- even we were using it uh i mean corv was helping the ethermon team uh collect how many people were holding land and they queried the graphs APIs to mm. get a list of addresses who held land on a particular day. Mm. So and then anyone who potentially needs to do some kind of airdrop is going to use this. Potentially, basically. yeah. Because that's what that was. That was an airdrop, right? That's so. right. That's right. And so even without like trying to make money off of investing in this token or whatever, like projects are starting to use this because this is, you know, one of the main sources to get data off of a, off of blockchain. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, you could, you could query this using Decentraland smart contract, uh, but it's probably not as digestible and you have, probably have to parse it in many ways in order to actually extract that information. Yeah. So like how accessible are these queries? Is it like something only like uh, the, you know, the developers it's like a developer yeah. tool strictly it's a point. developer tool yeah okay so this isn't like something as like going to be as ubiquitous as like a google like a search engine type functionality um right? that's a good question because <laughs> it feels like something like the common man could easily interface with and like you know oh shit i want to see like how much money will has lost in the market this year <laughs> <laughs> like i just want to query all find like like yeah. hey the graph like instead of google it's like the graph you know, tell yeah. me, like, just ask it anything. Yeah, right? yeah, just like copy and paste my address on there, and then just to see, like, over twenty nineteen, he's lost fifty percent. Exactly, like yeah. it just yeah <laughs> processes all that data and spits it out to you instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or or it's just yeah, you you know what I'm saying. I, I I'm just trying to grasp the actual true. Who's going to use this? Yeah, you know. But even if it's just strictly for developers in its current version, that's still huge, right? Because that's 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the developers, phase of where we are right now. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Developers, are, yeah, because there's no, there's no common man looking for that information yet. Yeah, there isn't. But this is the, the type of shit to where somebody's eventually going to build the applications to service the common man that's inquiries. Right. That's like, right. they're going to use the graph. That's right. Like, to get all that data for. That's basically. right. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense, man. That's that's it, dude. The shit wins. Yeah, I mean, this is. <laughs> I mean, you want to invest in tools and. I mean, yeah. this is like, uh, this is a valuable tool. I mean, why why not invest in the graph, like from a functional yeah, standpoint? I agree. And if you can get it, like if by some fucking miracle, this thing just in the market continues to tank. <laughs> like even now, it's like a pretty decent price. You yeah. Know? But um, like I, I was tempted just, just without doing any due diligence or before hearing you explain what this is. I just heard so much hype about it. And it's it sounds like such an essential core piece yeah. of tech in this right. space is like, dude, after a 50% sell-off, it's like, dude, how can I not jump on this? You know no, I, mean? I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, looking at uh, Chainlink in its, yeah. in its heyday and when yeah. it was like three cents and, mm-hmm. and not understanding the implications of having a de- decentralized way to get data outside of the blockchain into the blockchain. Yeah. So yeah, somehow that it's, it's hard to really comprehend like how valuable that is. And so many people miss the whole chain link thing. Yeah. Like me included. It, yeah. it takes actually starting to develop in this space, I guess, to understand like the importance of these tools. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so. the fact that, uh, you know, Corv and Ethermon and all, all these like teams, they're just like starting to use it. That's like, wait a minute. Do we really understand like what's going on here yet? Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, this is like one to, to keep an eye on and a 50% sell off. I mean, I don't know if there's yeah. ever been a better, better buying opportunity. Yeah. So again, like we talked about at the start of the podcast, don't not saying go all in, you know, yeah. there's, 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 there's strategies to go ways about it, you know, allocate your resources strategically, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. <laughs> Always leave yourself out in the case, in the event that this thing is, is 20 cents next week. Yeah. You know what I mean? That way you could cost average yourself in. So fuck it, dude. That's investment advice. <laughs> Whatever, dude. Um, gonna... and, and and on top of that, um, not going all in. Another thing that's been happening is uh, the cartel of urine finance is potentially gonna grow one project bigger sometime soon. Who knows? Potentially. Um. So what I'm talking about here is inverse finance. So this one's an interesting kind of development. How this occurred. So inverse finance is a project that allows someone to, uh, let me just show inverse finance, allows someone to take their die, stake it into a protocol, and it will yield one of three tokens, at least for now. Mm-hmm. And these three tokens are Wi-Fi, WBTC, and ETH. Mm. And and it has like a very basic, um, basic interface, right? You can deposit here die. There's a 4 million cap here for WBTC. You can deposit die for to yield Wi-Fi, and there's a cap of four million BTC, uh, four million uh, die. And then the other one is uh, to yield ETH, and there's a cap of three million in this case, and that one's full. Mm-hmm. Um, and the yield is twenty five percent ETH, three percent Wi-Fi, and three percent WBTC. So the value here is that you're staking die to yield uh, another token. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that the founder of the Inverse Finance was talking about is the ability to seize tokens from token holders. And why would you want to do that? And I think he's trying to limit what he calls free riders. 
And those free riders basically are speculators who uh, don't really help a project grow, right? They just speculate on a token. And and I remember you and I talk about how those speculators actually are a good thing. Well, and, they're a good thing in the sense that they, they bring in value into the ecosystem, right? I guess money. But they're detrimental depending on, I guess, like like in Decentraland's case, it's the, the speculative land investors are a huge detriment to the project. Yeah. You know, because right. they're just they're just dead weight. They're just sitting there with untapped resources. They have no intention to use, right? So it's just the ecosystem as a whole can't flourish until those like these dead cells, yeah, you know, come alive, basically. That's right. That's right. So I get that. I get that process. So yeah, there's <clears throat> the, these questions have been tossed around in the Decentraland community. Like, what do you do about these dead landowners? You know, like, mm-hmm. should they, sh- should we incorporate some type of governing protocol where after X amount of time, if you're not doing any activity, you just leave your land dormant. The right. fucking, the DAO seizes it. Like, right, right. is that a possibility? So, and it's, and it's up to, to the, it, it's, so it's up to the community to decide that. And yeah. so in the case of inverse finance, it's up to the community to decide whether we should seize tokens or not. And from from the founder's standpoint, uh, he's not anonymous, by the way. He, he's known. He's been in Ethereum projects since, I think, 2015. And uh, he's even had an interview with uh, Coindesk. And so how did how did inverse finance, like, get on my radar? So, yeah, good question. <laughs> uh, this young man named Andre Cronier retweeted something from Noor. Noor is a developer of um, of Inverse Finance. Okay. And so he was talking about uh, the new DeFi Lego called Inverse Finance, and you deposit die, you earn ETH passively, powered by Yearn V2 Volts, guarded launch, capped at 240000 So initially when he launched, that cap that you see here at $3 million for ETH was at $240,000. Two hundred forty thousand die. Yeah, and started out started out real slow, and it and it quickly just like filled up like instantly in like in eight minutes or something like that. And then he now, he increased it to three million, and and then he tweeted out that there was like you know a certain amount like one and a half million on the smart contract, and he wanted a hacker to to go to potentially try to take it, and nobody did. And so then I think that's when Andre retweeted it, and here he is. Here's Andre's tweet, and um, and then that's when it got on my radar, and I started investigating, and I put some um, some die into the Wi-Fi yield, mm. and then I started mining Wi-Fi tokens with uh, the around a thousand that I put in. So, <clears throat> so this is another. If we go back to Yearn here, and we click on the Yearn ecosystem, mm-hmm. I'm speculating that if inverse finance like gets a little bit more traction, I think it might join this yearn cartel that we got going on here. And as you can see, in the last seven days, everything has been hit by 20 to 30%. Yeah. So yeah. This, is, this is another opportunity, like, because we think DeFi is really going to be the spearhead of this next bull run. And 100%. You know, all, and DeFi, I mean, this is like the embodiment of DeFi right here, which you're looking at in these like eight protocols. Yeah, at least like the I don't know. They seem to be like the uh, like the jocks of DeFi. You know, like they're forming yeah. their own little clique. That's what I call them. Like it's it's the Andre Cartel, man. Like and yeah. you, you can't you got to keep an eye on this. I think we're gonna do that from now on. Like every time we talk, 
or record a podcast yeah. i think that's going to become like our 2021 mission like we always got to check in on these guys see what the fuck they're doing that's right that's right you know? it just feels like they're the ones with the most um like i don't know like uh, hype potential maybe i'm not sure if that's the right word it's just uh, it has it has the most moon potential i guess but andre i mean he's like a rock star of the group right of of the space he's like the modern day what vitalik was in 2017 i think right he you're gonna look at him next year as he's gonna be that figure i think or one of them maybe yeah. there'll be a few more yeah but. i think so too <clears throat> um, so and so if you look at DeFi, obviously there's a ton of DeFi projects but i think it's the urine cartel that's really going to have that explosive potential um, and, and yeah. that's, that's really why we're talking about it. Yeah. That, we could just see like, uh, every time they onboard like a new, I don't know, cartel member, it's, it makes sense to kind of like break down and understand what, what, what it is that protocol does. Why, why do they feel the need to, to incorporate a new protocol? Like what, what is it servicing yeah. that the, the eight that came before it did not. Yeah. You know? Now, and then <clears throat> maybe you could start venturing outside of this cartel space and start looking at other up and coming emerging protocols it's like hey this new protocol does something that the urine cartel doesn't do yeah so you can maybe speculate like hey maybe one day it'll get picked up by the urine cartel and hey we know what happens when that happens like it's it's moon from there yeah you know shit like that like you just yeah i mean one that you caught early on too um one that I don't know that I paid attention as close as I should have is I think it, it launched what early mid November, November. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mid November. <clears throat> and it took a little dip to around $200 and it went all the way up to 1400 bucks. Yeah. So um, I got real lucky again. I caught one of these Andre tweets <laughs> Yeah, like around 400 bucks and I rode all the way to around, yeah, pretty much the top dude. So yeah. I, I could not have, played this one better yeah you know, exactly on the back. exactly so i'm happy about this one but the thing i like most about it yeah now, now it brought my attention to this year ecosystem that i think should be part of our main focus like for the next year you know just to see how it continues to develop yeah absolutely <laughs> um yeah i just want to take a look at the performance of all these tokens so yeah going in early on these tokens like you'll see like a little spike and then a drop off. So this is like crazy speculative, but nonetheless, I think that's this is where a lot of the action happens, and a lot of people are paying attention to Andre's tweets. I mean, as soon as he retweeted it, uh, the founder of Inverse Finance was like, you know, he was like freaking out just because he was getting so much attention. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> um. So, damn. I mean, I mean, look at this. The start of this was at point zero 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 eight. In January 2020, and then it goes all the way to four cents. So, yeah. looking at, I don't know, a thousand percent. Oh my goodness, dude. That's a little wild. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless. So, yeah, we'll be paying more attention to this. So, did you pull your money out of it? I did. Yeah. So, I pulled it out because the token that they're going to release eventually is non tradable. And only initially, it's not tradable, and it's going to take a DAO vote in order to make it tradable. I see. I see. Uh, because he's he's taking a full decentralized approach, where right off the bat, the protocol is going to be governed by the DAO, and so the community has to come together and like vote for what happens next. Yeah, um, but how, why would the community not vote for that? You know what I mean? I don't know. 
I don't know why they wouldn't vote for that. <laughs> I don't think they will, dude. I think it's almost a certainty. Like if if you're if you have a large weight in the Dow decision, most likely it's based on like your your staking yeah power. Then you're 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 farming a shit ton of these tokens right now. I think right. Yeah. Or, or are you not? Yeah, I mean, if you're farming, you're 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 farming a a, a lot of these tokens for okay, sure. So, so then, yeah, of course you're gonna fucking vote for these to become tradable because that's where the value comes from. Is that was the market, right? Yeah. So, dude, it's gonna happen. So I think you might have jumped the gun on exiting. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? It's, it's not that. I think I mean there's 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 so many things that they have to do in order to make it tradable. Um, and and that's probably they're probably gonna have a bunch of people voting not to make it tradable. I just don't understand who the hell would vote that way. Like, yeah. well, what's the what's the pro of that? I, I like, guess they, like, they really I'm, get I'm, to build I'm, a product uh, based on the community, and it has like no influence on what the market is is saying about their token. Maybe they're just like they don't think the platform is like in a mature enough state or something like that for the token to become. Yeah, I think tradable. so. I think so. I guess that's, that's potential, but I know how people think, and people think greed. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so greed will overtake reasoning every day, <laughs> you know, any day. So the greedy decision would be get your token out there ASAP. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, how it's the free riders or the speculators that really fund a project. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, that's unfortunately what has to happen for many of these projects is that you have to have money in order to pay the bills. Of course. And, yeah. and, and and I mean in, inherently too to continue working on a project if you're not getting paid or you're not seeing some financial return on on the time you're spending mm-hmm. you're less likely to continue spending more time on it and that's that's natural. True, but if inverse is um if they're building like a legitimate product with some you know some adoption as far as like LP there's like a lot of liquidity providers onboarding onto this thing and I, I kind of like that they're going this 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 truly decentralized route like there's not many projects that a lot of them will just launch a governance token and not really do anything with it like meaningful you know what i mean that's right that's right the community never really has any like truly meaningful control over that protocol yeah yeah like every now and then they'll just throw out like some some bullshit community initiative and then let the let the community vote on that and like hey look decentralized but not really you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. And the other thing that I liked about Inverse Finance is that it's not a, an anonymous developer. Yeah. Well, this, and, is, this is another one to keep your eye on for sure. I, I like it. I still don't 100% understand, like, the true value of the protocol, but, <clears throat> I mean, it's DeFi, dude. Like, does that yeah, even this really is, matter too much? What really matters is, like, how many people are, are providing liquidity in this thing. Yeah. I is mean, there, they have they have uh, $3 million locked in ETH. They have check out their vaults. Can you see the vaults? Two million. Yeah, we are looking at the vaults, by the way. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they have uh, two million in ETH, or three million ETH, two million in Wi-Fi or WBTC, and then almost two million in uh, Wi-Fi as well. So, I mean, that's not nothing. Mm -mm. And so those people who are still in it are, um, you know, are are mining that token, right? They're part of the community. They're they're they were they're wanting to contribute to this whole growth of this of this project. Yeah, totally. Okay, mate. But yeah. Um, so that's that's the uh, that's Andre's influence of the week. <laughs> yeah, right. This week. So next week, probably have something new to talk about as far as like what Andre is up to. You know, so, I mean, I think that has to become like a regular part of our 
like week to week lives. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we have to stay up to date with what Andre's doing just because he's he's a market mover. You got to pay attention to that guy. Yeah, and, and we've already seen, like, we missed out on, like, a few things. Like, the keeper protocol was pretty interesting once we looked into that. That's right. You know, so I can only imagine, like, what else is being cooked up right now that we're missing out on. I'm sure there's so much, you know. Yeah, but for sure. There's only so much time in the day, dude, to investigate these things. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. but the graph the graph's pretty interesting, man. I think that was a good find. Uh, the crazy yeah. thing is like it's already on Coinbase, isn't it? Yeah, it's already on Coinbase. It's like it just launched a week ago. Like this yeah. is this is the time you should be paying attention to the to the graph at least, as well as inverse finance and as well as this XRP like lawsuit. Like I don't know if there's a coincidence that every token is going down because is it due to XRP's lawsuit? Who knows? Uh, that's only just thing, a coincidence. Like, that's, yeah, I would say like the market's just looking for like an excuse to correct just because there's been so much like bullish activity. Yeah. That's true. Ever since ever since when? Like I don't know. Ever I guess since ever the last since COVID. Month. Ever since COVID. Yeah, ever since that COVID oh, drop off. There really hasn't been like a, like a huge pause in like bullish like Yeah, I guess you're right. Like the V shaped recovery hasn't really stopped since March. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, We're like that's way true. past recovery. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything's pretty much surpassed like what it what it was. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, so I, I was just like But you know what? Bitcoin hasn't recovered feeling. though. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I would say like that's what this is. It's just like the the market's like looking for a scapegoat to like to you know come to, back to reality a little bit pull to back. initiate the pullback yeah but that's not the case because bitcoin is just still hovering like at all-time highs dude like yeah. like it's not phased by this one bit yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so maybe it is more just like but you know what it's the institutions that are buying bitcoin right now they don't care about ripple they don't care about what's going on in DeFi or altcoins um, it's it's all institutions propping up or at least helping Bitcoin survive this little dump. Potentially. Because, dude, Possibly. nobody, I mean, if you know what you're doing, nobody's going to dump Bitcoin right now. There's no institutions that are going to short Bitcoin. That's that's crazy. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. And that's that's like the fear is that, you know, everybody's expecting at least $100,000 Bitcoin, but then these uh, the smart guys with all the money, they start dumping at around 80 k Possibly. But like I said before, dude, like, Greed always trumps rationale. Like yeah, the rational true. thing would probably try to be to like be the first to exit and like secure your position. Yeah. But the greed will overtake. Be like, hold on, man, just wait a little bit longer, yeah. dude. Like <laughs> we might actually be able to like extract a little bit more money out of these like these dumbasses. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let them keep buying, and then we'll. You know what? I, I bet you that's probably week. what's going to happen. I think at eighty k, people are going to start exiting. And then it's gonna take a dip, and then it's just gonna to go to like one twenty, and then yeah, that's it's gonna get bought up. Yeah, yeah, by the by the greedy. And yeah. so, like at some point, like Katy Perry's gonna paint her nails again, and crypto, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's all gonna hit the fan from there. Dude. Yeah. Like some shit, something <laughs> like that's gonna happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, looking forward to that day. Yeah, but, man, yeah, we're, we're 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 counting down twelve months till then, right? If if yeah. you're following the cycle. Yeah, I guess how much how, how long we've we been talking, dude? Like uh, exactly an hour. Okay, well, let's, I guess it's, this is, uh, what, what are we at? I guess we'll probably record one more time before the end of the year. Yeah. Probably will. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's been one ridiculous year. Yeah, like, man, dude. Already time to start thinking, like, start recapping, like, what's happened this last dude, year. Let's, let's <laughs> recap it real quick. I mean, we started the year January 3rd with interviewing Andreas Antonopoulos. Can yeah, you believe that? that? Wild. No, I can't believe that. I can't believe it either. Yeah, I never thought we would. I, I would ever, like, 
even communicate with that man. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought that would be possible. Yeah. You know, but see, I remember after that interview, we're like, dude, the mission now is to get like more banger interviews like that. But we didn't, yeah. we didn't stick on that path. Instead, we, we, we're, we're in an alternate reality now where our focus is more on like developing in this yeah. space. Not, not so business. much. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually trying to build a business in this space now. We're not trying to just be like, outside observers yeah which we were before before yeah. this year we were just outside observers that's right watching what everyone else is doing you know what i mean but i think the big takeaway from this year is we're, we're actually like as almost as balls deep as you can get into this space which is pretty cool yeah yeah you know I mean? that's true like, so and then in february decentraland launched which is when we launched metazone io yeah and uh <clears throat> and then uh, two weeks later, we got COVID, right? We got hit with COVID yeah. and the markets dumped yep. and everything like Bitcoin dumped. It went from like seven or 8,000 to 4,000. Um, the central land mana went to like two cents or something like that. Pretty much everything was like 70% down yeah. across the board. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. It was definitely the biggest sell-off I've ever witnessed. Yeah. There was nothing in 2017 came close to that. It was insane. Yeah. I, yeah. And it while that was happening the fucking stock market was tanking at the same time yeah it was hitting it was hitting circuit breakers like yeah in in the pre-hours of market opening like uh, <laughs> that was insane like i couldn't believe what i was watching i literally thought like the world was about to end right right right. <laughs> i think everyone else did too that's why that was happening you know it was crazy yeah so yeah. here we are what like eight months later yeah, and then they uh, opened the floodgates in terms of uh, quantitative easing, and so that yeah. propped up all the stocks. We had True. we had billionaires making hundreds of billions of dollars this year. True, and uh, we had still we we I think this year's a year that Apple went from a trillion to two trillion. Yeah, and so pretty much tech got stronger, brick and mortar got like the ass rape, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which was inevitable. Like brick and mortar was gonna lose inevitably oh yeah for sure COVID this just, just accelerated like it, was, it exactly it just made the obvious like uh, the obvious benefit of of uh technology mm -hmm. like more obvious to to everybody like now yeah. everybody knows like they should be doing their shopping through like through apps not yeah. so much like going to the physical locations and stuff like that you know yeah <laughs> like, yeah and then uh and then andrew yang pretty soon like in ah, man i want to say january february like he he announced that he was like stepping out or whatever, and man, I was like a dagger, man. I remember that, <laughs> dude. Yeah, we were riding that Angie Yang train hard. Yeah, dude. we were. <laughs> dude, you still got those hats? I dude? still got them. Yeah, they're right here. Yeah, dude, bust it out, dude. I want to see that. Oh, hat, they're, they're far away, but but oh, yeah, I still man. I still got them, man. I still rock them too. I don't care. I think okay. Andrew Yang was the right man for the job, and. uh I guess a lot of people didn't see that. So we're going to see no, the ramifications. We, dude, we knew that was going to happen, dude. That's just. Oh, yeah. I mean, but still, man, I had that hope. Yeah. The hope is, 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 uh, is a, a fool's lie. game. <laughs> yeah. Hope is a lie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to know, like, it's not going to happen, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everything he was saying was right. It's just people don't recognize it yet. So, uh, yeah. but, but Andrew Yang is trying to become mayor of New York, by the way. So we'll see what happens with that. <clears throat> yeah and now people are getting yeah who would have thought like back then like we would have two cycles of ubi basically yeah right you know? yeah we we're, got we're, ubis like <laughs> we got the first one twelve hundred dollars a piece yeah which uh, only helped for you know one one month and that was it it was like evaporated yeah as soon as i got it 
got siphoned yeah. away by like collectors, you know, <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah. But so potentially we might get another one here pretty soon. So that's yeah. another potential speculative catalyst for this market. Yeah. I don't think it really did much. No, I the didn't. The first round didn't really do much to the crypto market. Nah. But this time around, there's a lot more bullish sentiment and like people are starting to pay attention to crypto. Yeah. And they might naturally think like, this is a good place to park my free money. Basically. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Absolutely. Could, could be a nice little catalyst here coming up. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and then the whole Donald Trump, uh, then we had uh, um, cops, the whole situation with cops killing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like riots, riots. Like mass, mass rioting, like for the whole summer, basically, three yeah. months nonstop, just rioting. Again, I thought the fucking world was going to come to end during that, too. I thought civil war was like, yeah, on imminent. the brink. Yeah. Imminent, dude. Like, yeah. I was, I got, I have a whole, my whole backyard is flooded with chickens now because of that <laughs> shit, dude. Like, <laughs> I was like, eventually there's going to be no more like markets, like, you can't go buy your groceries anymore, so you better start raising your chickens yeah. now. I mean, I mean, to a certain extent, that's what what happened, right? You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't go to the store and find everything that you needed. <laughs> couldn't. Yeah, the eggs were always gone for like a solid month. Yeah. The meat, like, it was very limited protein selection, dude. It was pretty rough. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> pretty rough for like a mad protein consumer like myself, you know. And so now I, I got abundance of protein now. <laughs> so I'm thinking through everything, like the the major milestones. And we have mm-hmm. Michael Saylor, uh, the CEO of MicroStrategy, where he put in like almost a billion dollars into Bitcoin. He converted his cash in USD into Bitcoin, and he's mm. starting to tell everybody to do it, all the institutions. So I'm yeah. starting to see like maybe this next year we're going to see more institutions buying into Bitcoin, which will take it to you know the one hundred to two hundred thousand dollar range, and then I think the next cycle we're going to start seeing evidence of countries doing the same thing which will take that to potentially you know 500 plus in that next cycle oh yeah totally for sure so if there was ever a strategy to execute like on on like a passive way is just collect bitcoins as much as you can mm-hmm. and uh and just hold on to it i mean that's that's the one thing you don't want to sell <clears throat> it's always yeah bitcoin always rears its ugly head dude like it always just shows up as like as the truth yeah it makes you feel like shit for not believing yeah right i mean (laughs) always at some point it will do that you know what i mean yeah so at some point you gotta just believe you know you gotta just surrender yourself to satoshi you know what i mean yeah pretty much (laughs) just just let it be yeah yeah. (laughs) but uh so yeah and i guess any uh, other milestones that you can think of yeah, I know we're probably missing like an obvious one. Oh, we missed a bunch, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty much the biggest. So yeah, I guess leading into next year, you know, definitely I think Decentraland development is only going to get crazier, I think, because th- I'm pretty sure the ecosystem will grow yeah. as as time goes on. You know, as more people get onboarded into this space and like as NFTs continue to grow, which... I don't see any signals of that stopping anytime soon. Yeah, it seems agreed. like every day NFT like awareness just continues to permeate. Like, yeah. It just gets stronger and stronger. You see like more ridiculous applications for NFT. Cause really it's, it's like boundless, right? You can NFC anything. Yeah, pretty much. Which, yeah. They're NFT seen. tweets. Yeah. What the fuck? From dude? Saint, yeah. Maddie sold a tweet for like 500 bucks right. or he didn't sell it. Right. Somebody, somebody sold it. Somebody bought it. I don't know how it works yet, but. But who actually like, did that not him right well not him i think scent is the platform that's doing it and somebody 
Somebody has to decide to like want to purchase a tweet from your timeline. So who, where's the money go? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if somebody just like screen grabbed Maddie's tweet is like is like five hundred dollars here, and somebody bought it, and that dude just ran with the money. That's so crazy. <laughs> no, I so, think I think you have to bid yourself. And like, uh, if somebody bids on it and is like, well, wait a minute, I want that tweet. And then you bid on it and then it's like a whole battle. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So that, that alone, I already hear people speculating like that's it. That's NFT bubble top, dude. Like you can't get any more ridiculous than that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure you can. I'm sure people are going to like NFT their, their sperm pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> you like bust a load and it's like, dude, this is, like, this is load one of one, you know, like <laughs> there's never going to be another one like this, dude. You don't know. Yeah, Einstein yeah, could yeah. be in this one, yeah. dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to freeze it. And I'm yeah. going to wrap it in an NFT. Now that's a bubble, dude, for sure. <laughs> that's the top, dude. That's the top. As soon as you see that, yeah. exit all your NFT positions, dude. Yeah. It got a little <laughs> too ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> but yeah, man. So we're going to see growth in all sectors, man. DeFi is going to get fucking insane. So yeah, man, it's going to be exciting for sure. Yeah, I feel like we have to do a spin for <laughs> Decentraland, one of those uh, wearables and all that stuff, but maybe not. Uh, we should ask Oscar. He'll find out. Yeah, but we'll, we'll have to get together anyways after that. So yeah. So yeah. So, yeah, we got we got a big community event coming up in a few days. By the way, for you, Decentraland hardcores. Yeah, we had, we didn't even talk about Ethermon. I mean, they had an airdrop. It was immensely successful. That's right. Dude. What's interesting is the airdrop happened. Everybody got a, a free grass meta, and then there's an incentive to have more, so people bought more. Um, mm-hmm. So. I mean, we're we're starting to see remnants of like sustainable sustainable gameplay in Decentraland for sure. Yeah, and actually like development and deployment of like actual game content, which is to me is is the runaway takeaway from what Ethermon is doing. Like I, I see like yeah, like actual landowners being engaged with this, not just for for one, it was great strategy on their end to like airdrop and get everyone's like peak interest, right? Like, hey, why yeah. why am I getting this? this option to claim a free meta like right. hey what is a meta it's like oh yeah it's it's yeah. game content that i can deploy in my land so like what does this thing do it, yeah, it's, sure. it's basically like a foundational groundwork for this this game that's being built yeah now you're going to be able to find ethermon just spawning all over decentraland because of this airdrop <laughs> yeah and then and I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of people really recognizing the value of metazone because they, it's so easy to deploy. It's so easy to like to, to grab content that people are making and deploy on your land. And then all of a sudden there's a game on your land. It increases the value of your land because there's, there's activity on it. So yeah. people are starting to see the real value of MetaZone. And just wait till everything's a full NFT. I mean, that's mm-hmm. going to bring a whole new levels of, of activity. And then a token too. So, so for sure, that's going to be our main focus for 2021 too. Is yeah. actually bringing the the blockchain value to to all this game content, which is I know what everybody's really looking for. Right? Yeah, for sure. Because we can make we can produce as much content as we can as a community, but until it's just like just like that inverse finance protocol, they can mine as many tokens as they want. Okay, as a community, but until these become actual blockchain assets, they really don't mean anything. That's right. right? That's right. Same thing, man. So like right now, all you all you meta purchases, purchasers and farmers and creators, like you're basically you're, you're farming in the early days before the platform becomes like legitimate blockchain assets. That's right. But, but all you early guys, you're going to reap the biggest benefit for That's sure. Right. That's like right. I can almost guarantee that, you know. That's true, man. Especially with the token. Because, <laughs> yeah, for sure, like once this token's out, the majority of you, 
early active users are going to get allocated like the most amount of tokens. That's you know right. I mean? Yeah, that's man. the whole point. Because yeah. like we 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 started this community, and it, it's kind of like up to us as the designers of this token to distribute the tokens how we who who we think should be rewarded with them. So yeah. of course, it's going to be like all the early active. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a, like a mining mechanic, too. So it's going to reward everyone who's making content and purchasing and deploying that content. Well, yeah, that that's that's from the point of launch and beyond. And right? beyond, that, that, for sure. Yeah. But that doesn't... So that, so in other words, it's going to be an airdrop for all previous activity on yeah. the platform. Yeah, just because, yeah, it's important to keep mind of that. For anyone who's losing, like, a sc- scope of, like, what the ultimate vision of the platform is, just mm-hmm. because, you know taking a little while for these nfts to roll out but there's a lot of reasons for that yeah, but for sure and, and people are spending a lot of money on these assets so they're not necessarily seeing the returns they hope for but the, the vision Man. is still intact for sure yeah and you know i mean again there's a lot of reasons for that but part of those reasons that uh, you know we have a single developer um and there's so many things to to make sure to iron out to make sure it functions like when when, you, when rubber meets the road Right, because you don't want to build these smart contracts and say, "Oh, we missed something. Oh, we we missed affiliates. We missed uh, the ability to um, you know pay out a, an extra person because there's a fourth party involved in the construction of a meta." Yeah. So all these things, like we gotta we gotta do it as quickly as we can in terms of uh, MVP. Make sure that works. Make sure there's traction, and then build it into the smart contract. Because we don't want to yeah. do token swaps and and all that stuff because token swaps. I mean, it, it, it's starting to get a bad connotation. Mm. There's so many like token swaps that are so malicious mm-hmm. that it, it's it's starting to be associated with like dumps and really? like scams. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah. No. And I, yeah. And for sure, like as time goes along, I, I'm, I'm seeing like Oscar find more and more like functionalities for sure that that we didn't identify like a, a couple months ago, right? Yeah. Like, so if we would have jumped the gun a couple months ago, we would have missed out on some like core functions to these yeah. smart contracts. So absolutely, but they're going to come. So that's going to be our main focus next year for sure. That along with like continuing to, you know, investigate into this DeFi space and like the NFT space, just, just bring y'all as much info as we can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And still like maintain our sanity through the whole process. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Cause sometimes it gets a little hectic, dude. It gets a little dark. Yeah. Gets a, gets a little fucking. I don't know what the word is. It's yeah. Just, uh, it it certainly gets tough because there's so many so many moving parts to what we're doing. Is we don't want to miss anything and yeah. uh, and and stuff gets missed. I mean, that's that's the truth. Yeah, totally. But hopefully, this COVID shit like chills out pretty soon. That way, we could spend more time like building out our studio and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean, and actually like deliver some hardcore content like much more frequently. You know what I mean? Right. So you'll probably see us before the end of the year, but I want to tell everybody, you know, happy holidays, stay safe, put a mask on. Um, even if, if you don't think it's real, just put it on anyway. Yeah, for sure. There's, there's new strains of this virus out there. That's uh, potentially worse than the original, the, the OG COVID. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah. And, and even the current version, dude, like my brother has it right now, him and his wife, and it does not look fun, dude. It looks like just, like I had a zombies? phone call with him. Well, yeah, like his, his wife's been in bed for like a straight week, basically. Like she could barely Damn. stand up. Every time you stand up, it's like difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you can hardly breathe. 
Like if that sounds like a fun time, then go ahead. Like, <laughs> take that go, mask off. Yeah, take off that mask, go to the club, you know, do whatever you want, dude. But yeah, that is not cool, you know. So yeah. So so yeah, we recommend um yeah, keep that mask on, stay safe. And so you've been listening to the Block Runner. Make sure you follow us at the Block Runner on Twitter at MetaZone.io as well. And hit us up if uh, we got anything wrong in terms of inverse finance <laughs> or XRP. Uh, the XRP shills want to correct us on anything, let us know. Um, yeah, if you're still, if you still believe, yeah, definitely yeah. let us know. Yeah, let if us... you still believe, let us know. Uh, what, and, and tell us why you believe. I want to yeah. know why. I do want to know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and if there's anything else you believe in, like, like with all your passion, also let us know what that thing is, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because we need, we need to know. We need to know what's out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening and watching on YouTube. And uh, we'll see you in in about a week. Yep. All right, we're up. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Block Runner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at theblockrunner.